0: The FT. Hello. Smartphones are everywhere and the media industry is getting ready for a shakeup. By 2020, there will be more than 6 billion smartphone subscriptions worldwide, according to a new report by Swedish technology group Ericsson. I'm Henry Mantz, the FT's media correspondent, and I'm here with Shannon Bond and Dan Thomas to discuss the rise of mobile phones and the implications for media companies. Dan, to start off with you, what does it mean, 6 billion phone subscriptions worldwide?
1: Well, uh, Henry, I mean, while the fact that there will soon be more mobile phones subscriptions than people on the earth is, is pretty eye-catching in itself, but I think the more interesting thing is that most will be using smartphones, given that these are now means of getting to the, into the internet and, and getting access to, I don't know, the latest Game of Thrones, for example, or downloading their music, as well as making calls, clearly. And that is really changing how businesses is, is approaching the consumer, and uh, through the internet, at least.
0: Right. So I guess... The big question is who wins? Because you've got the device maker, maybe Apple, maybe Samsung. You've got the media companies who are pushing through Game of Thrones and other things on that device. And then you've got platforms like YouTube. So who will take the real reward from this growth of smartphones and mobile phones in general?
1: Well, clearly telecoms groups uh, stand to benefit from providing the data which people will be using and, and, and indeed network makers like Ericsson themselves who are making the networks for the telecoms groups and who are providing this report to us. The fact is that people are fundamentally changing how they approach the internet. The days of sitting in front of a PC waiting for the pages to load is gone. Now people are surfing on the move on a bus on, on the way to a meeting or particularly at home sitting on their sofa using their Wi-Fi networks. And that changes how people, uh, uh, how companies in the media sector, for example, can really approach their services and and how they adapt, how they provide their programming or their music or whatever it is they're doing to their consumers.
0: So Shannon, to bring you in here, which media companies are doing mobile well? and, And indeed, what can a media company do to make sure that it's not losing its audience as they go from desktop to mobile?
2: Now, certainly companies that have video content and that have made big investments into video content you know, are poised to do quite well from this as people are looking to their phones, their, their mobile devices, to you know, get more moving pictures and sound. I mean, one of the things we're seeing is these improved connections you know, are really allowing people to access what they want to, to watch and read on the go, and video is a huge part of that. Um, so there are, you know, there are streaming companies like Netflix, uh, new efforts from Spotify, You know, even Google's YouTube is getting ready to launch a subscription video service. And particularly videos that are sort of shorter form, what they call snackable, that people can watch, you know, quickly, say, during your train journey to work.
0: And the business model for that, how different is it from, say, the traditional TV advertising base or your big cable package in the US?
2: That's where one of the challenges really comes up. I mean, first of all, uh, you see the shift from you know the traditional big media advertising into digital advertising, and you know the rates aren't quite the same. The companies just aren't making as much advertising revenue online as they were you know in their traditional forms. And then there's also this pressure from you know a switch to some more subscription-based services, like for example Netflix, um, that are you know ch- kind of changing the the economics for a lot of the content owners before. For example, in TV, they had big bundles with cable or or satellite subscriptions um, that where where you have quite a few channels and some of them are subsidizing each other. But in this new world of mobile content, we're seeing maybe people are consuming fewer channels, but maybe more video per channel. But that changes, you know, what they can actually the content owner can charge for the different shows or channels that they're hosting.
0: And is there any sense that people feel they should be paying less for content if they're watching it on their mobile? So fine, I'll pay seven dollars or seven pounds a month to watch something on on my tv set but it's a screen which is much smaller the experience isn't quite as good and i've got other options so therefore i'll only pay a couple of dollars a month
2: yeah i think that is a, a big challenge for the media companies in sort of showing consumers that there is a value even if it is on a smaller screen and showing their consumers that there is a value sort of to the choices that they have but frankly if people you know people are sort of saying i don't need 200 television channels you know i'm happy with a, a more limited selection that i can get on the go they aren't necessarily going to want to pay as much it's not that they don't want to pay they're just valuing it differently
0: and finally dan we've got all these huge numbers huge predictions for mobile it looks unstoppable at the moment is there anything you can see on the horizon that will potentially or could be a risk to that. I mean, is there a chance that wearables might supplant mobiles or or that we fall out of love really with smartphones?
1: I don't think that's the problem. I think the problem for telecoms groups particularly is making money from it. And back to your point about how they make money for it and if consumers will be expecting to pay less money for, uh, for these services in future. I think that the mantra now in, in Europe certainly is more for more. You get more content, more data for more money. And that's only um, going to be acceptable to a certain extent. You'll reach a, you'll reach a ceiling, I think, for consumers before they are willing to fork out for too much data. I mean, the, the numbers in the Ericsson um, report are, are relatively extraordinary. There's, there's a prediction that in the, in the US the the monthly data usage will go from two point four gigabytes to uh, to fourteen gigabytes, which is you know twenty, thirty full length movies of data. And If people are paying through the roof for that sort of uh, service, then they'll probably balk at some stage.
0: Shannon, can I interest you in any downsize risks to all this?
2: I think there's definitely you know a potential you know problem. There's questions over data throttling, and we've seen this you know come up um, in the, certainly in the cable and broadband industry already. Um, you know where providers are cutting deals with streaming companies to make sure that their customers are able to access the data. And that's sparked a big fight over net neutrality. Um, Certainly the wireless industry could be the next frontier for that fight.
0: Great. Dan, Shannon, thanks very much. It looks like we're all going to be staring at our smartphones for years to come. Thanks for listening. For more downloads, go to ft.com forward slash podcasts.